All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I hate to break the fishing news up, Ramchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations. You're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for like an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Welcome into episode 175 of the Real Life Podcast, brought to you as always by the fine folks over at Japa Machinery. I'm Tyler Remchuk, joined today by Bagged Milk, Wanye, and the Squire, Jay Downton. Boys, uh, thanks for giving... Me another hour to bang out this podcast, as we do twice a week now, if you weren't aware. We drop them on Mondays, and we drop them on Thursdays from our quarantine locations, doing it via FaceTime. Uh, I'm looking at the list of topics in front of me here, and there's actually a bit to get to. It's Mondays, so the new thing we do on Mondays is we take questions from the listeners. We'll get to that a little bit later. We'll get a Nation Beer update, potentially, some Oodle Noodle talk as well, some news from the (coughs) NHL and the NBA um, but I guess I'll just start with asking you guys what you got up to this weekend. I'll start with Jay. Oh, so I did two things this weekend. Um, I had a buddy host trivia uh, on Friday for us, and he went all out. There was probably 12 couples on a Zoom chat. Uh, he created like a five-minute opening segment to the trivia where he systematically ripped all of us. Uh, and then we engaged in a three-hour trivia marathon wow. for uh, a $75 prize. Huh. 
So that was engaging. And then secondly, uh, I, I was getting stir crazy and Gregor had reached out to me uh, and I went out uh, to his farm on the weekend and I got to watch him farm cows and I watched cows be born and I watched calves take their first steps and um, all within a safe distance. How's that Gregor beard looking in person? It's uh, it's looking good. I, it was the first thing I said to him, like, you might want to keep this going. He's like, fuck. He's like, this thing is driving me crazy how itchy it is. I'm like, you just got to get a good beard oil and just got to believe and you can get there. But, uh, yeah, so that was my weekend. Interesting. Getting to hang out with Gregor at the farm. I'm pretty sure that's on a lot of people's, uh, a lot of people's bucket list. Did you grow up on a farm? Like, do you have any sort of farm experience of that life or was this like a brand new thing to you? None, none, none. My only farm experience is is Gregor would would, would drag us out there because yeah, that's like the eighth time you've gone out there. You have that yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah, I've got. That you look experience. around the farm and recognize all the other projects he's made us do over the years. It's so much work, but it, it's kind of nice to kind of see. He's like, look over there in the corner. I'm like, what trees? Right. Like, there's all those trees we planted. I was like, yeah, holy shit, we've made a difference. I remember that we were both so hung over, and you plant all those trees. That's probably five years ago. Oh, at least. Remember the time the tree almost killed you, me, and Gregor? Oh, that was, uh, <laughs> we were going around cutting down dead trees, and we, uh, one fell unexpectedly, which is weird for a big tree. You would think you would know when it's falling, um, and fell in the wrong direction. So it was, uh, and you, uh, me, and Gregor all lined up somehow in a straight line. So if the tree hit us, it would have hit all three of us. <laughs> so we all, like, hid in a straight line from the tree falling. Like a whack-a-mole, yeah. But we're not dead, are we? <clears throat> no, we survived the great tree fall of 2016. What's the <laughs> What's the process in Jason Gregor convincing you guys to just go plant trees at his farm? Are you doing it for the experience, or do you, like, owe him something? No! Yeah, owe him something. I'll do whatever Gregor <laughs> says. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come to my Gregor. house and help me unclog my mom's pond. Okay. Gregor's definitely in charge, and even mm-hmm. more so, his mom Pearl Gregor is even more in charge. So I had I made the mistake. I met her, and now I'm under her spell. Yeah, I go where I'm ordered when the Gregor family orders. Yeah. All right. So we have now squeezed in our court mandated Gregor talk for the episode. Uh, Wanye, <laughs> what did you get up to this weekend? Any more boat updates? Oh wow, fuck! I don't know. It, it's not looking good, but they're pumping it out. I. Uh, went by there and looked on the weekend social distancing and the the what's the back of a boat the aft i have no uh, clue man jay riverboat man the aft is the back isn't it isn't it bow stern oh yeah board port where's the aft in that uh nowhere <laughs> uh-huh mm-hmm. <laughs> okay so it's bow stern starboard and port uh, the, the, the back front, stern's the back the back of the boat is called the stern so say at google ah Good job. Did that. Did a bunch of work. Did nothing. Didn't leave my house. That was good. I hung out with my little niece and nephew. We flew a drone. A most amazing thing you've ever seen. 200 bucks, this drone shows up. You get like a Nintendo joystick with it. Next thing you know, we're flying it inside the ball diamond. Like I, I flew it over the edge and into the stadium. And I was flying up and down in the stands. I'm like, I should make an ad for the prospects. And I was like, I wonder if the prospects are ever going to come back. Oh, that's a bummer, man. Is that whole league going to go away? They're still, they, so we, we work with the prospects at Oodle Noodle. And uh, 
So we normally have a partnership that kicks off ooh, probably two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- so they kind of were like, well, we're still not sure. We're having meetings. We're having meetings and kept kind of setting deadlines as, as opposed to when a decision is going to be made. But I think they're trying to stretch it out as long as they can to try to make something happen. But they told us to go ahead with our co-branded boxes. So, um, oh, yeah, that's good. So because they don't know when the start of the season will be, but they at least yeah. want to start getting awareness. So, yeah, who knows? Uh, leagues like that, how they if they can endure something like this. That's a big question, it, man. And there's nothing better than sitting at the ballpark and having a beer on like a nice day. Oh, Marty, yeah. you should have seen the drone. It was having the time of its life. Oh, one of the best days of of last summer for me was when uh, you guys gave me the nation suite for a game, mm. and it was like a Sunday afternoon. It was hot as hell, like twenty eight so nice, degrees. Eh? Crack a couple beers in that booth and just have a good time. Uh, and I I love that ballpark too. Just where beautiful. it's at, just the vibe in there. It's awesome. Jay, if for some reason the pandemic shook loose the prospect, I think we should look at it. Because I swear <laughs> to you, man, if you had $2 beers, if that's all you did was have $2 beers or whatever the legally cheapest price you could have, it doesn't matter how the baseball is. It's not about who your second baseman is. It's just about having a beer and a hot dog for the lowest price humanly possible. And looking at the river valley and like enjoying the sun. Like that's literally so the hard. whole appeal of that ballpark is its location. And you would like the appeal to be like, you know, the food and the cheap booze, right? It's yeah. hard, right? I feel for them. We've been watching yeah. the prospects go and the cracker cats because we live down here, right? And, uh, you know, there was times where we weren't cooking where we would just go there to eat their hot dogs, right? And last year, especially paying attention because I drive by the ball diamond, probably half their games were rained out. Oh, last summer was the worst. Or, well, we're not as bad as this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. And, and so you that... want to know the struggles of a small time baseball. Like I was doing uh, for a media company. I was like their uh, dugout reporter for last season. So I was at like 90% of the games when it rains really hard and they're trying to squeeze in these games. They're one waiting till the last possible second to cancel the game, which was frustrating for me. And two, there were times last season where they just had players in the outfield scooping up water into buckets and then wheeling it off and like dumping it out behind the fence and then scooping up more water. Like they had the players trying to like free the water or get the water out of the stadium because these kids want to play, right? So you definitely feel for them because they had a bad, bad season at the gates last year from through no fault of their own just because of the weather and now potentially losing this year as well. We're also, we're also missing out on memories like last summer. Uh, Cam Lewis Coombe got to race the bolt or whatever that guy was it's called. Amazing. And oh, he was yeah. he was very, very confident leading into the race and just got blown out. He tried to run it with a beer in his hand. It was Yeah, great. it was impressive. The He's ga- a showman. The game where I got to go to the nation suite, I also raced the bolt. But See, so we do this whole do? thing. Well we get we get to the edge where they're about to do it and you know, not to ruin the magic of racing the bolt. But they go, yeah, usually we get uh, we get a player to do it. But it was like the last game before playoffs. So the manager was like, no, you're not letting a player do it. So they just went to like the parking lot attendants that were volunteering and got like some 13-year-old kid. So I just, oh, wow. I just fucking smoked him. Like I finished it. And the kid was only like halfway there. Um, so I kind of felt bad. But uh, yeah, I raced the bolt and I smoked him. See, look at that, boys. Look at the fun we're having. We go you there. You the a, shit of a little kid is really what you did. We get a free luxury box. You get to fucking throw out the first pitch half the time. You get to race the bolt. No way that Lee, Jay's Nation gets to do that shit. 
Oh man. No. Yeah. <laughs> and like before we started the race, I turned to him and I was like, do you want me to like take it easy or something? He goes, no, no, no. I'm pretty fast. And I was like, all right, man. You're the you, child. I hope yeah. you're the fastest 13 year old last words. Yeah. Famous last words. I don't know if I could take, I don't know if I could confidently stand astride a starting line of a 13 year old and think I'm going to kick his ass. I think he probably has me unless he's gibbled of some variety. <laughs> Yeah, and I always feel like I'm saving my last bursts of running just in case there's a bear attack or something. Yeah. Well, you think you're after a bear? Bag milk, you think you're going to have to run it all because of the pandemic? Uh, y- yeah, maybe. Maybe. Really? Yeah, you never know. Maybe there's a Dorito shortage and I have to yeah. bounce in and bounce out and I have to sprint away. You never know. I'm prepared at all times. If this mm-hmm. is Armageddon, there's a lot less running than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Way fewer the zombies world. People are booking it away from the aliens and shit. I feel like at that point, though, it's more about just being smart than it is about, like, raw speed or anything like that. You know, like, if you can just find a good, safe spot to hide up, like the basement of a 100-year-old building that has a podcast studio, then, like, I mean, when the aliens come and all that, you're probably just better off hiding out than, like, running through the streets, right? Unless they've been watching all of Earth's transmissions and putting their intelligence onto all our podcasts, and now they know where the hiding space is. Yeah. I Maybe mean, you just put it on an alien list. Maybe it's one of one billion places they're going to look for us. <laughs> did you, speaking of the end of the world, did you see that tweet from CNN <laughs> that said an asteroid estimated to be 1.2 miles wide will fly by the Earth in a few days, but it's not expected to collide with our planet? I feel like that's odd wording to be like, well, it's probably it, not going to wipe, wipe us out. I'm really comforting. about that. Me and my star. Space nerds have been watching it on our message forum for ages. This thing they've been talking about for like two years. Really? And it's supposed to hit on Wednesday. Yeah. It's going to be like, you know, 10,000 miles in comet talk is an inch, right? So when you say something's come like within the gravity well of Earth, Earth gets hit by shit all the time, man. And like throughout our history, comets hitting the Earth killed the dinosaurs and shit. I'm quite concerned. But what are you going to do during a pandemic? I also feel like as a better URM Chuck, you, this is something you'd want to put some odds down on. Well, I mean, what's nope. the what's the good outcome here? The the good myth, odds would... miss miss. What's the good outcome of a fucking meteor hitting the earth? <laughs> miss. That's the good outcome. But that's what I mean, right? So if I want to get good odds on this thing, I'm gonna have to bet on it hitting the earth and like wiping out society. So what would I if, even yeah, do with if the it money? Hits, exactly. If it hits, you're like seventy to one, jinx. There's so wait, wait. Do. you think you're still going to be able to collect after it hits no, the No, this earth? is the point. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I'm saying. Like, what it, yeah. Well, his thing, he just said, what am I going to do with all the money? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> buy <laughs> coffins. Buy coffins for everyone you know because it's game over. Oh, no, it's, a, it's, it's quite a big, big comment. But the reason why, was it Saturn? Yeah, Saturn and the moon take most of the comets away from hitting the Earth. Saturn's so big. I think it's Saturn that it takes all the planetoids into it. So when you look for life in other star systems, you don't look for a little planet close to the sun. You look for a big bodyguard planet floating around. Because if it isn't there, chances are all the little planets have been fucked up by comets. Hmm. Weird, hey? The I more just, you know. Yeah, actually, that makes so much sense. And you've uh, you've blown my mind a little bit. Well, oh, you know a lot about space. Okay, if you want to do a space podcast brought to you by Jaffa, holler at your boy because I know about it. I actually did not know that uh, you had that depth of knowledge. So, uh, yeah, maybe that's something we need to do a little bit more on the podcast. 
space <laughs> stuff. People have been DMing me of late. I don't know. There might be people listening. I can't quite get my head around it. And they say we should talk about more weird shit. They're like, we really like it when you go really weird and then your M check brings it back to sports. So what do you have that's weird? What's your, I mean, I don't think we need to go into like COVID conspiracies because that's just no, more no, ridiculous. No, 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 no. But like, no, no, no. What's, your, what's your weird now? Like, Well, I think we get good. I mean, we've been talking about weird shit for 175 episodes. Fair enough. I, that's what people like. That's what I'm hearing. I watched a podcast this weekend trying to learn the craft without actually listening to our podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tom Green was being interviewed by Joe Rogan. How's he looking? Awesome. Tom Green was awesome. And when you get guys on Joe Rogan, I saw Alex Jones, you know, that crazy guy. Oh, Infowars. Yeah. Infowars. But when you watch him on Joe Rogan, he's actually endearing. Like, he might be batshit crazy. I don't really yeah. know what Infowars talks so he about. Comes off, he comes off like... <clears throat> he's like Don Cherry. But yeah. he just... Like, he, he, he's funny, and, like, Joe Rogan pranked him on the show and had the third guy on that episode say a bunch of shit that he knows Alex Jones will go insane about. Because Alex Jones just starts citing. He's very smart. Like, he's for sure on the spectrum of some sort and insane. But, uh, anyways, Joe Rogan had uh, Tom Green on, and uh, similarly, he's a really good dude. And Tom Green had had Joe Rogan on his show. He had an internet show that he made in his house really early on. It was one of the first. Yeah. And he had Joe Rogan on. And so because Tom Green's locked in his house, he's looking through all his old servers and computers and shit. And he was like releasing old footage. And uh, you see Joe Rogan being on the Tom Green show. And Tom Green's taking calls on an early Skype. And people can call in. And their head pops up on the desk like a guest, and they talk to Tom Green and Joe Rogan, right? And you can see the wheels in Joe Rogan's head turning while Tom Green's explaining all this shit to him. And they say on the show, on the Joe Rogan show now in 2020, Joe Rogan's like, dude, when I went to your house, I was like, holy fuck, Tom Green has opened up his own media company inside his house. And it's what inspired him to do his own show. So it was really neat because they're talking about like TomGreen.com which really early on was one of the best celebrity websites because he would upload his own videos and shit onto it. And Tom Green said that YouTube phoned him really early on. And they're like, we think you're great. Would you like to come make content for our website? And he was like, get out of here. Tyler, as, like a, as a, a younger guy, Tyler, do you have yeah. any kind of concept of how big Tom Green was at one point? No, I really do not have like zero. He was married to Drew Barrymore, and in the really? day, that was impressive. Yeah, well, was even at the time, like, his MTV show was monstrous. Yeah. It was massive. I remember him going on Oprah. Yeah, he got cancer. He was talking about it. He's like, I was the shit, and then I got cancer and had to go away for 18 months, beat it all. He's healthy now. But he's, like, right at the top of my game. He's like, if I'd had it 18 months earlier, he said he'd still be on TV in Ottawa only. Interestingly, you can tell he's made a lot of money because he talks like, the odd thing he drops, you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. You were really popular for a while. Maybe he made Freddie Got Fingered. Oh, yeah. That's got Daddy, Daddy, would you like some sausage? I would. And he probably got $5 million to be in that piece of shit. Yeah, yeah that was a, a terrible movie. That's a tough movie. So what's he still doing? What's he doing now, though? Like, what has He's he- got Tom Greeniax or whatever the hell he calls him, right? So he, like, had his own server stack in his house. And he bought all his own equipment. And because he was balling and still is, he's like, I never figured out how to make money off of it. And he's like, I just got to the point where I didn't want to do it anymore. 
so I started doing stand up, and he does stand up like fifty weeks of the year or something now. I saw him stand up a couple years ago. He's great. Yeah, and he has for the last ten years. I thought he was like on crack or something because you don't hear about him anymore. But he's like a very well respected stand up. Yeah, he does. Uh, I saw him at um, where was it? Like River Cree or something a couple years ago, and he just. He goes up for 90 minutes and he tells stories and he's got jokes and he mixes them in. And it's just the guy has had such an interesting life. Yeah. Like when he was in that uh, on public access in Ottawa, like yeah. he said, he was in that rap group. For organized event. rhyme. Check organized the OR. <laughs> so Tom Green, your M. Chuck, is a legit good rapper. And if you ever want to see something interesting, in this article, Bag Milk, put in the YouTube clip of Tom Green in Exhibit rapping. Because Tom Green has this internet show, Exhibit comes on it, doesn't really know, you can tell, he doesn't really know who Tom Green is. And then Tom Green's like, oh, you want to start rapping? And Exhibit's like, sure. And he like lays down a fresh beat or whatever. And then Tom Green destroys Exhibit. And you can watch Exhibit in the span of about 10 seconds goes from, why does this guy, white guy want to rap with me on his little weirdo TV show to, this guy's a gun rapper. He stopped rapping to start pimping rides. That was the time. Yeah, Tom Green kicked him out of the out of the game. <laughs> kicked him right out. Said, "Get the fuck out of here, exhibit." But no, now would really- be the now would be the perfect time to have one of those pimp my ride whips with the old PlayStation Two in the trunk. You're not doing anything. You sit back there, play some bids. It'd be a hell of a time. Make a latte. Yeah. Nice. Did you know that most of the shit after that show was over, they would take it back out of the car? Do you know? That? I did. Well, yeah, I read it and asked me anything on Reddit one time for somebody who had their car done, and it was uh, yeah, they MTV would take out a bunch of the stuff. A lot of those people also had to sell their vehicles sure. immediately because they could not afford the insurance For on sure. having a you know a, you know thirty gallon shark tank in the backseat. <laughs> and then they also would like. Do you remember this show, your M Chuck, or are you too young for Pimp My Ride? I oh I remember Pimp My Ride. I was oh, actually okay. just about to ask you guys of all like the wild ass things you remember seeing on that show. Which was the wildest, and what was the and what's one thing you would want in your current ride? I think pimping out rides should come back. I think if the economy is going to go to cheddar cheese and melt down, you might as well go buy an old 92 car and fix it up and roll around with subs. I remember an episode of Pimp My Ride where they put like monitors, like screens in the guy's mud flaps. Sick. And I, I just remember being like whatever I was, nine or 10 years old, and being like, why? What purpose does that serve? But it's cool, but why? I remember one, it was like a weird little, and a lot of the times too, they would set up the person. So it's like, he just loves popcorn. And then they'd put a popcorn machine in his car. I remember that. (laughs) But there was one guy, they put a whole bunch of garbage, like candy garbage in his car. And they're like, this guy loves candy. And then they put it like a licorice dispenser in his car. So he can eat licorice rope while driving. And I was like, oh, I don't know if that's that responsible. Unreal. Yes, it is. Well, no, like, this guy sure has diabetes. Here's <laughs> your licorice dispenser. <laughs> Enjoy. There was a lot of, I remember a lot of Lambo doors going yep. on, uh, oh, going yeah. on like, you know, Ford Escorts or whatever. It was great. What a great the most, show. The most pimped out thing I've ever seen was, I think it's in Las Vegas. There is a SUV limo that in the middle of the limo has a hot tub. <laughs> so you can like have one side of the limo and then another side of the limo. And then when you look the length of the limo, there's a hot tub with like a glass bottom in it. That is the fucking pimpinest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. That's imagine amazing. going and getting that. And then the driver, you're like, Hey buddy, 
drive around till everybody sees how I'm rolling and let every hot babe in the world get in. That's living. I think if I could have any sort of like pimp my ride esque thing added to a vehicle, it, it would without a doubt be built in hot tub. Yes, you Ram Chuck. You can come in mine in Las Vegas. You're welcome to use it. Can you imagine like, want- pulling up to an Oilers watch party in some parking yes. lot and then just being like, so "You're oh. describing the nation limo." Uh, I think the I think the nation truck's got room in the bed there. You're describing yeah. the nation limo. I could imagine pulling up to a party in a limo. We did it for two glorious years. It all fell to fuck. I would I'm just think like about how I could. It didn't it. fall to fuck. The arena just moved locations. The only bad thing about the downtown arena is it killed the nation limo, but I will yeah. never forgive it. Yeah. Because when we had that 20 minute drive out every game and every game back, it didn't matter. Never won a game. It never felt more successful. Jay, thoughts? Oh, it was great. It, it was, was great. great. And really chicks, awesome. you'd, you'd see chicks you knew at the arena, and you'd be like, hey, you want to come for a ride in the limousine? And they're like, oh, my God, I'm already pregnant. And you're like, I know. What? That's because that's of the limousine. It has that effect on people. And then the arena moved downtown, and the ride to the game was 30 fucking seconds, and we couldn't do it anymore. How about the story, uh, going back to Pim, my ride for a second, how about the story of Jake Glazier, who bought himself a whip. It was an MTX for 500 bucks. Exhibit showed up, threw a bunch of shit in there. Two weeks later, he flipped that baby for eighteen grand. Nice. That's the way to do it. That is the nice. way to do it. I like that spent a lot. It, spent it all on uh, exhibit fan club merchandise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and was back to zero quickly. But like you yeah. get you get this car that has like nothing that you could ever really need in it, like a bunch of unnecessary shit. So you just flip it for cash, and there you go. My dream car, your Amtrak is a 1997 Lincoln Navigator Sean John edition. Okay. Sean John being Puff Daddy's clothing line, of course, naturally. Um, Very few of these were made. The workmanship on them is enormous. The dashboard clock is a Jacob & Co. Jacob the Jeweler watch, which in the rap world is gangster. There's probably 500 of these left on Earth. Sean John logo in in the headrest. You put Lamborghini doors on that thing. Good luck. You are now in charge. Of what? Everything. Of, of the flex. <laughs> of everything. You pull up in a junior high, jump out. No one knows who you are. You're a weird old man. It's fucking Sean John Navigator. Boom. On 20. Uh, whammy. That's living. I need to buy a new vehicle this week. That's that's my big project that I'm trying to tackle. For wow. real? Oh, yeah. For real. I need a Call vehicle. Call Ford, buddy. I should call Sherwood Ford. I looked on their website a little bit. I'm, I'm, I mean, obviously, as people are particular with their vehicles, but yeah, uh, they hook it up though. They're really good. Yeah, maybe I'll give a reach. Can I DM them? I don't like making phone calls because I'm of course 22 years old. No, right you, you do. You DM Jay, who is the Nation Truck. The Nation Truck will text them and say, "Get me a sibling." Can I do that? Will you guys buy me an, a new Nation Whip? Oh, God, no. <laughs> We're fucked. There's a pandemic. In a pandemic? Yeah. Wow. Are you me? Well, I mean, we'll logo it up, right? Six weeks ago, we were very affluent, your M-Truck. Now, <laughs> we're locked in our houses. That's right. Uh, speaking of the pandemic, as I do what I do and bring this thing right back onto the rails, uh, the NBA, which is the National Basketball Association. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Is that what NBA stands for? I thought Super never broke again. <laughs> That's uh, a rap joke. Yeah. There's a crew. Bag milk, you know that joke? Young boy NBA. Uh, no, you're MJ. You know that Ooh, joke. Yeah, Never mind. Good job. Good job, buddy. 
Um, but the NBA has apparently told teams that they're they're setting the date of May eighth that they want uh, teams to bring players back to practice facilities. Um, some teams have said that's a shitty idea, and they've expressed concern about staff safety if they were to do that. <laughs> Um, when the NBA's facilities open up on May 8th, players must wear face masks at all time, except while doing physical activity. Uh, staffers working with players must all have gloves, physical distancing of at least 12 feet. And the NBA has informed each team to assign one senior executive that will be called the FHO, the Facility Hygiene Officer. Um, it sounds like the NBA is doing its best to come back. Is that ridiculous of them to do? Well, it's interesting because I was, uh, I was thinking about it as well. Uh, some of the rules, even just with, I was reading about it. I was reading the AP announcement yesterday about it. Um, players are, would be allowed to go back to their training facilities, but they would have to work out on their own. They're not allowed to be in groups yet is just kind of allowing people to shoot around if they so choose. But just this morning, uh, TSN, as pertaining to the NHL, TSN's Ryan Rashog said that um, Oilers who remained in Edmonton after the shutdown have now, for the most part, all made their way back home, which is McDavid and Nurse included. So uh, they've gone back to Ontario rather than staying here in the city. So I wonder if that means that the NHL is kind of looking at it like, wow, we still got a ways to go here. Because I thought maybe that they'd be following suit with the NBA a little bit closer behind, but maybe not. Hmm. They're letting the NBA be the uh, the guinea pig here. Yeah, canary in the coal mine for sure. Yeah. I still but, think uh, it's really, it's pie in the sky to, to think a week from now. I know the States is a little bit different because you have some people who uh, really want to bring things back down there and who want the economy to open up and all that. But does it not feel a little ambitious to be like, oh, we're 11 days away from teams starting to practice again? What's the NHL time? Well, they're saying right now tentatively July. Well, that's... I mean, they've moved all over, right? They're talking about July, August. They keep extending how long players have to remain in self-quarantine. So who knows? You know what I'd do, your M-Chuck? What would you do? Well, I think that it's impossible to bring back a lead. I don't think it's possible until there's a vaccine. I think that like you could do it without fans. That's no problem. But to maintain quarantine on like 900 players in a league, plus the ancillary staff required to maintain like a village of NBA players, there'd be like 2,500 people that work there. Right. It'd be virtually impossible to ensure because it's all or nothing. Right. If you have a 30 team league, and one team gets sick, the whole league would have to suspend again, right? You can't be like, oh, well, this team's only two and three, and the rest of the league's played 10 games because they're sick, right? If you had somebody knowingly with COVID, even if he's asymptomatic, you couldn't let him play. Yeah. Right? What they should do, thank you for asking, is they should let players practice for sure, and they should just, like, have them play horse and stream that and have them play three on three and shit. And like the Cleveland Cavaliers, if they want to get up every morning, go into the practice facility and practice in a limited basis and get screened when they walk in, they can do that. And then just like make content with the players of them screwing around the practice facility. We can all watch that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I don't think this is as much about content as it is about fulfilling their TV deals and trying to get revenue. Well, they can. 
they can't. Right? And, and and that's the reason why I just I just don't think this is gonna like the NBA saying they they want to bring players back already or in, in May. It's just like for what? But if the Golden State Warriors had an All Star game internally with ten guys, people would watch that shit like crazy. There's nothing to watch. I can understand wanting to bring sports back for normalcy to give people shit to do so they don't go bananas in their house and hit their neighbor with a whiskey bottle. And I get the role sports can play. But like having an internal thing where you do the Oilers, like could they do a skills competition right now? Probably. But that's good for what, once? Or like are you going to do skills competition every week? Like I, Well, they're going to be practicing. If the NBA allows their facilities to be open, players are basically going to be playing to stay fit, correct? Mm-hmm. Then film that. That's what I would do. And make it all brought to you by bleach. But as a sports <laughs> fan, would that scratch your itch? <laughs> well, versus nothing, for sure. So point. If, if Connor McDavid right now in his home gym that I know that he's left because I'm watching Lauren Kyle on Instagram, they're doing a good job going in a motorhome. Smart. If he had had a camera inside his gym while he was doing all of his drills, I would have watched that every day. Every day. See, and I'm the opposite. I would have watched it once. Like, the NBA did a whole horse tournament with all the players in their home gyms. And I turned it on for, like, five minutes. And I was like, this sucks. And I turned it off because it's not the real thing. and just makes me more mad. It's got a shelf life. Oh, because everybody's in their own gym at their own house? Yeah. Mm. When does the PGA say it's coming back? June? Yeah, I think that's when when their deadline or when their timeline sort of kicks off. Is at some point in June? Yeah, I could see that working because if a player... If a player is sick, you just don't let him play, and he has to bow out of the tournament. Whereas in an NBA situation, if a player is sick, all his teammates will be sick. Well, if you've got, like I said, if you've got the ability to test and get results very quickly, and you just have a high frequency of testing every you, day, every, every day, and, every and, day. Well, that way you can kind of limit the spread. What happens when twelve people show up one day positive? And they're tested well, that morning, and they're positive. Well, then what? Then you have to question how did twelve people get positive if it's a quarantined area? Because there's a variety of weird shit that can happen as we're seeing, right? It could be somebody at the JW Marriott's kitchen came to work because they're sick and they needed to get shit done. But they, but they already would have been tested, so they wouldn't have come into work. Then the guy who brought the eggs got them sick, or the HVAC engineer that fixed the air conditioning on the 16th floor. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it'd be very hard unless you put people on a physical island to maintain that level of quarantine. Like, really? It, all the touch points, as long as there's testing. So, like, if you're, it, no one can enter the compound, if you will, if, it, 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 unless they've been tested and they know they're clean before they walk in, whether it be repairman, delivery man, whatever. Listen, who you're talking to. You know I've been sleeping on Connor's driveway with a baseball bat, making sure people can't get near him. I know yep. who I know who needs to be kept safe. I'm just yeah. saying, I think it's really hard. Oh, yeah. It, it would definitely be difficult. Team sports, especially. Yeah. Well, Dark. realistically, which sports could, in theory, come back? Because golf, golf. golf's a solo sport. You could do golf 100%. Yeah. Tennis. Uh, no, I guess they touch the balls. What about like something like car racing? Yeah. Well, that was another thing in baseball. They were saying, if you even if you did a biodome, I was reading, every play, you'd need a new baseball because you wouldn't want them to be hitting it around and conceivably spreading. That's so weird. Well, you wouldn't be able to play baseball in that sense. Every play a new ball. 
Yeah, see, and I, I just don't think you can go that extreme. I think if you're bringing it back, you're bringing it back with some element of like, all right, we're accepting a bit of a risk here. We're taking a chance. I'm not saying that's the you know right what? thing to do, but that's what would happen. You know what sport will never come back right now? UFC? That, no, uh, mass face licking. Oh. Where like a giant group of people get together in a crowd and just lick each other's faces for an hour. And then the team that licks the most gets the highest score. Yeah. You need Never. a vaccine. That one needs a vaccine. Yeah, the, you the, need a vaccine for the Facebook. demand is there for it to come back. It's just yeah, it it's needs the a most vaccine. popular sport on earth. I, I've really been upset by the cancellation of all the cuddle parties I was planning on attending in the spring of 2020 as well. Wow, there's going to be an orgy and a half when this shit opens up and everybody goes to close their Tinder business. Oh yeah, the 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 divorce rates are going to skyrocket as well as the uh, the pregnancy rates as well. We're going to see both. My God in heaven. Good Lord. <laughs> there are people I think what's going to happen if this protracts and goes a little bit longer you're going to see quarantines proliferate so everybody's living in a house now with two families because it's just too crazy to do it on your own and you need that variety of people to be around well that's part of the, one of the phase plans of Saskatchewan is you can um, partner up with one other household yeah, uh, and start mixing it around does that mean that married couples get to switch? Ah, uh, no. yes. I, so it, I, I'm not could, married, nor do I have to worry about nothing, but I'd be like, hey, if you're coming into my imaginary family and we're doubling up, I'm banging your wife. There's no if, ands, or buts. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And you can't bang my wife. <laughs> so fuck off. I get two wives, you get no wife. You go sleep in the garage, Mr. Whoever. So basically your scenario is Waco. Yeah, I was going to say, hey, Mr. Koresh. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is the way you do it. You know, seekingarrangements.com. You ever heard of that thing? No. Nope. Yeah. I mean, no. Right. Bag milk. You know what I'm talking about. You're an yeah, OnlyFans sure. guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a website. I've never been on it, but I know it exists. And it's people who are like, I don't know. If some rich guy would pay my tuition to the University of Miami. I'd probably bang him twice a year. Right. And people do this sort of thing. You, There are people I was reading about that are going on sites like that being like, yeah, I've got three empty rooms in my house. I have got room for three more Corona wives. Maybe you can live here for free. If that sort of shit starts popping off, it's a golden age of humanity. On that topic, <laughs> um, just oh yeah, there, there... <laughs> oh yeah, you're Chuck. You want to let's go one game out and bring wow, you want you, you want to take this deeper, you're Chuck. You want to come over here? Sure. I, go on. I had a funny story about like a seeking arrangements type website when I was uh, in Nate. Someone on the TV side of the program. They were doing like a unit that was like investigative journalism. Oh, so this yeah. girl was like, I'm going to go undercover and get a get a sugar daddy and like see what the process is like and all of that. So she started doing it. Um, but like our teacher dropped out like, of school, now drives an Audi. <laughs> what? Yeah. Our instructor was like, for legal reasons, like you have to tell the men that like you're doing this as like a media investigative thing and that you'll promise them like anonymity and you won't use their name or whatever. And, like, after she sent two messages, she got an email from, like, the website. And they just basically kicked her off. And were like, you're never allowed back on here again. Get out. It was pretty wild. This, who knows, man. If the economy gets weird, who knows what the fuck people are going to do. It could get really weird. All right. I'm going to quickly and somewhat naturally uh, transition to a quick ad read. Also, I reached out to Sherwood Ford <laughs> via Twitter DM. Already? And well asked done. them to help me with a new vehicle. They already got back to me. They gave me a number of a sales guy. And uh, yeah. I'm no, gonna, I'm gonna... don't do that. Don't do that at all. Whoever that sales guy is, is great. I'm sure of it. 
Let's go right to the top. The boss's boss, Mr. Ford himself. Mm-hmm. This Jay, podcast- do you know who to talk to? Okay, uh, you figure it out. Yeah, I'll get you uh, Alan Mullally's email, who's the president of Ford Credit Canada for you. No, no, too high. Further down, further down. Henry Ford. No, we would have gone. That would work. No, no, no. The the head guy is Sherwood Ford. What's his name, Jay? Yeah, don't worry. Well, we can say his name. It's good business for him. Which one? Well, who's the guy? Drew Steele. That's the guy, Drew Steele. Yeah, yeah, Drew Drew Steele. That's our boy. All great guys. Yeah, they are good guys, though. That's a good place. Well, this podcast is brought to you by Jaffa Machinery. Their packers are serviced, inspected, washed, detailed, ready to go when you need them. There's no waiting. If you need a packer, Jaffa has it for you. They save their customers time and money. Check them out on Instagram, Jaffa underscore machinery. Check them out online, www.jaffamachinery.com. This podcast also sponsored by Oodle Noodle. Do we have a new charity to announce, Jay? Last week was Windhouse, right? So is that done or is it another week of Windhouse? No, no. So last week was Windhouse. So we'll be dropping off the check right away. And I believe this week we're announcing iHuman. Um, yeah. So iHuman uh, helps uh, underserved youth. Uh, Are they still doing hot food programs while they're closed? They're doing hot food programs. They've got, it, it's a crazy amazing facility that they have where they, like I said, just support you know people in need, but also provide like amazing programs around health, around art, um, around community. So yeah, they uh, we saw that they uh, are, are are in need of some help right now. So that's uh, who's up this week. And we've hit two thousand meals given away. You said Jay, I think close to twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred. Wow. That's awesome, yeah. man. That's awesome. Good job. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's it's been going really good. For those who want to get in on the charity aspect, it's for pickup orders, right? It's for uh, yeah, uh, takeout, in-store takeout, and curbside pickup. For can you walk yeah. me through the process of doing a uh, in-store takeout or curbside order? Do I go to the website? Do I have to call? Do I have to go to the restaurant? These are all great questions. So for curbside pickup, call the store directly, uh, place your order, come pick it up, uh, and then in-store takeout is show up to the store, walk in. Um, I believe we only allow four people in the store at any given time. Okay. So we make sure we practice social distancing and physical distancing. Uh, so yeah, just place your order and then pick it up and head home to enjoy, knowing that you supported a good cause. Do not open the door with your mouth. Oh. Yeah, there's no no licking of anything. Nothing. Okay. Only your fingers when you get home after they've been cleaned. Which is different from my last Oodle Noodle experience where I kissed the cook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I tell well, you about competitive face licking? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not the well, time. Food and love, right? We we, we beat it when we say it. Hugs and lick. Yeah. Hugs and lick. As we continue our ad read gauntlet, because we always save them for close to the end of the podcast. Nation beer. I know we won't make an announcement yet, but there might be good news coming for those who love Nation beer. Oh yeah. So I don't. I don't want to get ahead of myself, All but right. there's some interesting things brewing. Uh, and we'll know more in a few days. Um, hopefully May 1st, this is something we can we can chat about. And, uh, but people, it's already in 40 stores, correct? Uh, it might be in more now. I haven't, uh, I haven't looked. Uh, so if you want some was... nation beer, 
there's you can go look online hashtag nation beer and some liquor stores have been tagging to say have it available correct Jay? yeah and through the uh, liquor connect site so it's it's best to check both because liquor connects kind of delayed on when it updates a new store but yeah check online it's uh Tell me one place in Edmonton I can go right now and find Nation Beer. Little Guy Liquor in Sherwood Park. That is not in Edmonton, but I love Little Guy Liquor. Sherbrooke Liquor. That is in Edmonton. That is in Edmonton, yeah. I love Sherbrooke Liquor. Yeah, no, I picked up some from, uh, I had to get quarantine gun guys some beer. (laughs) So If you've never been to Sherbrooke Liquor, it has a gigantic inventory of beer. Oh, crazy, and and tons of local beer. So, yeah. I don't know how they do it. Oh, they're just they're just huge beer fans, and they Massive. just cram it in there. It's it's because it's not a big store, so they only serve uh, curbside pickup because the store's so tight. But oh. I, I I had to go pick up beer for uh, our boy Timothy Tour, aka Quarantine Gun Guy, and uh, he launched his uh, first videos and he did a signing video as being a sponsored athlete of the uh, Oilers Nation and the Real Life Podcast. Impressive. Have you seen the videos? I have not. Bag milk. Yeah, to be honest, I thought the most impressive one was I think this was beer four that yeah. he had shotgunned, and then yeah. he shot the golf ball up onto his house, and then it fell back, and he continued bouncing it on a club. That was very impressive. Oh, yeah, yeah that was actually right after he just like really selflessly just bragged how talented he is, really humbly. Yeah, it, Tour is the best golfer. Oh, he, oh, he is. His, his hand eye is good. I played hockey with him. He's a really good hockey player. I like the one with the scooter where he's, where he's talking about he's picking up bad skills on this bad boy. And then he jumped over a can of uh, nation beer with uh, on a scooter, which is can you very. Dr- can you drop those in the article about this show, Bagmouth? Just some of his. Yeah, I can post some clips in there. A couple. Sure. And what was the other thing we wanted to put in there? A video of something. Oh, Exhibit and Tom Green rapping. Which I found, and the look on Exhibit's face when he sees Tom Green doing his thing is hilarious. It is, right? He's like, oh shit, who the hell is this idiot? Yep. We'll get some of those in there. Absolutely. All right. Coming down uh, the end of the podcast here, it's a Monday, so we're taking listener questions, guys. This Do we know who asked the questions? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got names here. Oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. Our good friend. Hey, this is uh, Bag Milk's good friend from uh, the Nation Happy Hour, Angus. At Angus, H-O-U-T, Angus Dickhout, Dickhout, on Instagram. Angus is coming for you, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, Angus is coming for you, but he's also coming for Jay. Uh, just, we're doing Nation Happy Hour. is going to go to twice a week now. We're going to do Wednesday and Friday. One thing that happened on Fridays that was hilarious was the amount of people, A, discussing their passion for donairs, which was great, and then B, calling out Jay on his $3 car washes including Angus, who's got this question. He is a professional truck washer and said that there is no way Jay is properly washing a vehicle with only $3. Well, it's not getting fully detailed. Let's be honest here, but it gets done. The job gets done. Anyways, whatever. Angus, come at me, bro. I'm ready. I'll show you wrong. Now, hold on. Before we get to this question, a point was made by another good friend of the nation, Brad Stepanko. He said, you got to make happy hour later in the day because people who are still working aren't home in time for happy hour and by definition it cannot be happy hour if you're not home from work all right maybe wednesdays we'll, we'll try a little bit later eh, a little later see if we can get a little later on happy hour going what, what? Uh, i mean we'll see how it goes a, a boy's gotta live you know what the fuck do you have to do yeah. two hours later <laughs> you're in lockdown listen i got things going on what if we try nothing. let's try you 5 30 you showed up to this podcast three minutes late hair rustled looked like you just rolled out from underneath the porch 
I know you have nothing else going on. Listen, I built a nest down there. It's comfortable, and I like it. <laughs> All right. Angus wants to know, what's everyone's favorite hidden gem in Edmonton? Um, I, I told you guys this one before we started recording, so you had some time to think about it. Is there somebody that wants to go first? Your favorite hidden gem in Edmonton? It's not well, a hidden whoa, gem. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But... You, 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 you asked most underrated part of Edmonton or thing about the city. Well, then there you go. Hidden gem, underrated gem, underrated well, thing it, it, about the city. Hidden gem, yeah, okay. Well, hidden gem to me, I'd be thinking about like a restaurant, a specific business or something uh, that would be a hidden gem. Maybe the talus balls is, are, are underrated, and that's what I think, you know, and that's the hidden gem. But anyways, carry on. <laughs> Aren't you answering the question? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think it is? Bagman was going, wasn't he? Oh, was he? oh, I got a. Uh, it's not a hidden gem. Everybody knows about it, but I don't know how many people know about the benefits of the pint patio. You get sun on that baby until way late, and to me, that is a hidden gem because yeah. you can sit there until what, like ten o'clock, and just bask in the glow of oh. a summer sun. It's wonderful. Oh, uh, yeah, that is a great, a great place to be. So, is it a hidden gem? Not really, but like, there's a lot of love for the pine patio and just being able to sit in the sun until, you know, whenever. It's, it's great. one of the, it's one of the best patios in the city. Like the best one optically is obviously the one at the Marriott courtyard. Cause it yep. backs right on the river, like optically, but, but if you so it, terrible, but like sun party time, like maximum sun, uh, pine patio bar none. Wanya. I have to agree. It's the riverboat, man. My beloved riverboat currently sitting at the bottom of the North Saskatchewan River, one foot below where it should be. <laughs> when you get on that riverboat and you see the city from on the river, your heart will soar because it never, have you seen Edmonton look so good as when you're going down in that riverboat? And they did a good job, man. They renovated it well. There was nothing gross about it anymore. And that is the shit. The riverboat is rad. Jay, Jay, are you just agreeing with bag milk, or do you got another one? No, I've got uh, I've got a couple. Like I'm going to say the River Valley in general. Now, yeah. is it underrated? Well, we yeah. all know about the River Valley, but we don't use it properly. A lot of people just look at it as a place to go run stairs, or you know, in for small consumption. But exactly like exactly to Wanye's point, um, the view from being on the river looking up is amazing but just adventuring around the river and how vast and large it is like sitting on a bench on the top of the river valley looking down upon it it's crazy uh and it's something that you know it's we're working on to try trying to help with the small part we're playing with opening little things like little brick but like you know it's something that the world needs to know more about so globally it's underrated um and then the other thing i would add add to it it's just and this is just you know being a uh, passionate Edmontonian is our food scene is underrated. Uh, it's starting to get a little bit more clean on the international stage, but we've got a lot of awesome creatives here making some really delicious shit. Plus, we've got more donair shops than you can True. even handle, and that's amazing. No donair shops will close as a result of this. I'm convinced. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very, These guys very and gals are hearty. Yeah, I know they're doing good. Tyler, what's yours? Um, well, I mean, I don't like, I'm guilty of not getting out and exploring Edmonton as much as, as much as I should. So I think one, I'm taking, the prospect? My, 
Well, I'm taking this segment as maybe a chance to uh, take some suggestions from you guys on things I should do when things get back to normal. Um, if I was keeping it sports-related, though, which is kind of my wheelhouse, the prospects are definitely up there. I don't think enough people, just under, uh, especially young people around my age, understand how much fun it is to go to the ballpark for a day and, and the view that you get sitting at the top of those bleachers or at the top of that ballpark. It's gorgeous. Um, and hockey-wise, I'm going to say this. University of Alberta Golden Bears games. Claire Drake True. Arena is a legit hidden gem in this city, and it's fucking unreal hockey. Like, if you're just purely a hockey fan, these are guys who ripped apart the WHL and are now playing CIS. Um, and you, you get $5 big cans of beer. You go on a Friday night when they're playing Calgary or Saskatchewan, and it's a party atmosphere in there, man. You can put away a few beers at a decent price, Maybe you get in using a stolen U of A fake ID. I'm kidding. Don't do that. Um, but, but it's a good time. <laughs> or so do I, that. So two sports ones. I'd say uh, U of A Golden Bears hockey games and uh, the Edmonton Prospects are my two. Uh, we got another question. This one is Oilers related. It comes to us via Twitter. And I modified it a little bit. But basically the question is, you can't pick a Hall of Famer or someone on the current team. So basically... Forgetting about all-stars, forgetting about players right now, who is your favorite oiler of all time? Maybe it's a guy who, again, if underrated is the theme of the show, a guy who wasn't a superstar or an all-star or anything like that, but one guy you always had a deep connection to. Uh, Beg Milk, I'll start with you because I had to add the caveat of not on the current team because I knew you would have said Nuge, but is there someone from the past, maybe from your childhood, who you loved? You know what? My favorite player when I was a little kid, my dad was first taking me to Oilers games at Rexall Place. I remember uh, I remember loving Mac T. I loved him having no bucket out there. He was the only guy out there. I thought it was unique. And I loved me some Mac T. I also loved Boris Mirnov. He was great. I loved uh, Rem Murray. He was great. Marty Reisner was great. Um, yeah, there's a lot of unsung heroes. Like I still talk about Todd Harvey from the 2006 yeah. playoffs. His wispy little mustache was hilarious, and I loved it. Man, there's been so many great Oilers that just don't get the love and appreciation that they probably should. If you're going for a guy who, would you call Alex Hemsky a superstar? Because I loved watching him for years. He, he was arguably the most fun player on mm-hmm. a lot of those teams for a long time. So I guess if I'm going to pick only one and I'm not allowed to choose Nuge, I'd go with Hemsky. Jay? I think that's, I think that's a great selection. Uh, very good. Like there's, there's the obvious we can go Smitty, but, yeah. uh, I think I want to go a little bit deeper. Um, there's two and both defensemen, both warriors in their own right. Jason Smith, mm. that guy was a fucking mean motherfucker. And he played the game so tough and, a big reason, like, yes, Chris Pronger dragged us into the Stanley Cup Finals and Game 7 and whatnot, but, like, Jason Smith had a big part to do with that because that guy, you give him, you gave him a playoff audience, he is going to make you feel it. And then secondly, just a, this one, I always had a soft spot in my heart for this guy because this guy was literally a warrior. I think I've seen this guy take, like, three slap shots to the face, and that was Igor Ulanov. Yeah. That guy was just, he couldn't, you couldn't take him down. He was just Russian machine never breaks. Yeah, I remember Ulanov. I remember being at a game, I think it was against Phoenix, 
and Ulanov scored. And like the buzz in that building after Igor Ulanov let one go from the point was awesome. Mm. Um, but you you have like the it, obvious ones like Smitty and Hemsky, but there when you really think through, like there have been some great Oilers. Yeah, oh, of course. Like it, you could even say Billy Garrett. Yeah, Billy Garrett was great. Uh, my pick was going to be Hemsky, but but that is a little bit mainstream. Uh, one guy who was like without a doubt a fan favorite around the city, and because his sort of most popular years were sort of in my formative years as a hockey fan, George LaRock. I mean, who didn't love oh, George yeah. LaRock, right? Yeah, he was so lovable. He I was lovable. He, whenever he scored a goal, he just he, nobody was happier than him. I even used to listen to George LaRock's biggest hits on the radio <laughs> on Saturdays. It was great. But he he had Edmonton in the palm of his hand, like it. But it's because he got so involved in the city. So he was a great oiler, but he was a great Edmontonian too. So, uh, yeah, great call. Juan Gay's phone has died, so he is now out of the podcast. So oh we, uh, might not, unless he comes back in the next like minute here, uh, he, he's not going to get to give his take. But I think with the LaRock thing, what that should show to kind of like role players who come into Edmonton is. If you love the city, they'll love you back, right? I think that's kind of a good way to look at yep. it. Hundred mm-hmm. percent, and exactly. And George played that to a T. Uh, you show it exactly. You show us a little bit of time, and we'll give you the world. Uh, so I think it's very accurate. Now to Wanyes, I'd love. We should get. We should each try to guess what Wanyes would be. So when he comes back next episode, he can tell us. You get two guesses. Oh. What would you do? And yeah, we'll now tell, I'm trying to think of like which era he would go. Yeah, yeah, so we would tell him we would tell him not Smitty. So then we'd have to think, okay, where do we go? I oh, think man. he would go. I think he would go like Cujo. Would he be? Uh, would he have been a Todd Marchant guy? Uh, I don't think so. I could see him being uh, Billy Ramford and Cujo would be my two guesses. Was he a goalie guy? I get it. He loved Billy Ranford. I know that much. Okay. I'm going to throw Doug Wade in that mix as well. That's a good call. Doug Wade was, uh, of course, last over there to get 100 points for Connor. Got to show some love there. Yeah, got to. Love Dougie Wade. Well, it's too bad we couldn't get his take on this episode, but um, if there's one thing I learned in radio school, it's always leave on a tease or a cliffhanger. So I guess you have to listen Ooh. to Thursday's episode to find out. Our poor listeners just hanging on the edge, just waiting <laughs> for that nugget of information. And you How know dare what? we do this to our audience? If you are listening, uh, send us yours as well. That's kind of part of the fun of these questions is we want your opinion as well. So look for, it on, look for us on social media. Hit us up. Who's your uh, favorite underrated or underappreciated oiler of all time? You can let us know on the Instagrams or the Twitters. Uh, as always, a big, big shout out to our friends over at Jappa Machinery. We love them very much, and uh, they love their customers as well. So if you're in the market for some heavy machinery, Jappa is who you want to support. Oodle Noodle as well. They're doing some great stuff for the Edmonton community right now. So uh, if you want to have an impact on some local charities while also making your stomach happy, find out Oodle Noodle. Potentially, Thursday's episode, maybe we have a cool announcement surrounding Nation Beer as well. Nation Happy Hour returns on Wednesday with Bag Milk. Instagram live at nation underscore on, correct? Yes. Sorry, I was, I was Frank was Frank was barking, so I was on mute for the last couple of seconds. Yes, Nation double underscore O N. We're going live on Wednesdays and Fridays. I will try to make them a little bit later for people. Let's yeah. try it on Wednesday and see how it takes.
Works for me, guys. Works for me. All right. Thanks for giving me an hour of your time. Thanks to everyone listening to the podcast. Episode 175 of Nation Real Life is over. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.